International. Should I've ever laid eyes on to Hillary Clinton nutcracker, but like it's her thought that's so she got like strong thighs. I would <laughs> no, because she's like a ball buster. Michelle Obama had the, the arms and Hillary had the thighs, right? Uh, Is that the thing about Hillary's body, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. she's an um, important political figure, she'd be like, <laughs> I don't know anything about Hillary's body. <laughs> So Monroe, welcome to Austin. Thank you. Yeah, this is pretty fun. This is my second time here. Was it second, second? Was it the second time for South Bank? Our first time was Moon Tower in 2015, and then now this oh. one. It's a great place. Cool. Yeah, expensive as shit. <laughs> since we uh, since we relocated, I restarted it. So uh, we. Oh. <gasps> Sorry. Fell over. Oh, Dean just handed me a cupcake. I'm taking this face <laughs> down one. one. You want the penguin? That's strawberry. Uh, yeah. Pat Dean, everyone, uh, delivering us cupcakes. Thank you so much. Just, yeah. Check out the Lanalax Corporation. <laughs> Glanalax? Where's Lanalax? That's my podcast. With, mm-hmm. oh, give, me that, give me that cupcake back. Oh, I support all local art. Uh, welcome, well, I barely listen to this podcast. Welcome, um. welcome back to another episode of Extra Salty. We're backstage for South by South. West. So Monroe, but let me tell you a little bit, little bit about like what with, we do with it, like mm-hmm. with the podcast. So extra salty, what it is, we want to talk to funny people like yourself yeah. about things that you may be resentful of, things that you haven't necessarily let go of. I think um oh, I don't, don't let go of shit. Oh great. That's okay. how I stay alive. I saw your face grow and so I was like, oh god, is he gonna be like, I don't I let go of everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing bothers me. Just to clarify, we started recording and then we reset. So uh that voice that you're listening to, that is Monroe Martin. We're yes. backstage in South by Southwest for the uh, what is the name of the show? I, I know like it's how much you're name Club. dropping what we're recording. Like just no, <laughs> because we recorded the intro once and then I deleted that since we moved and it got you know, hectic. So we're starting over. Was yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, so this one is the oh my god, today's Tuesday. Jesus Christ, Central, and then I'm okay. doing that disaster show. Uh-huh. Okay, we all tell uh, the worst road stories. Yeah. Ro- worst road stories. Worst road stories. That is one of my favorite things to ask comics about. Is there yeah. some? Is there a road story that you're still salty about? That's maybe like years and years in the past, and you think back and you're like, man, fuck that guy. Club. I'm not mention. I was just in Arizona. I'm not going to say what club it was, but some old lady called me a nigger. Mm, what? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Stephen's <laughs> sliding the phone. Closer. I didn't do it. Now this was like. The second time, the first, the second time in one night. The first time I got called a nigger, it was nigga at a bar, and a dude at the bar at the comedy club, and a guy was just trying to like say a joke. It was like he was like, I heard another comic go, and he was just like, yeah, nigga this, a nigga that. But he was like, I can tell he was only telling me the jokes that he can say nigger. Oh, uh, white then, guy. Yeah. Ugh, old, like old trying old to. Oh, oh, oh my 
Yeah, like he knew he couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Just so he could be like, oh, I'm quoting a joke. Yeah. And then there was another one where I'm doing a show and it's the crowd is already light. It's already a light show and I'm working them over. I think I'm doing good. And there's a couple off in the distance and the husband's laughing, but the wife isn't. My wife is just not having a good time. And then I start like talking to her, like trying to get her on on my side or whatever. And and I'm like, how is everything going? She's like, talk to me. And I'm like, huh? Like, is everything going? She's like, fuck you, nigger. And I'm like, whoa. That's weird. And she was angry that I was talking about police brutality. But I talked about that shit so far into my set, like at the top. And she was still, we're 30 minutes in, and she's still angry about, like, that one joke. So then I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Like, I didn't even say anything. So then I, like, start looking around, seeing if there's, like, any other black people who could be like, yeah, let's fuck that bitch up. <laughs> so if you, yeah. if, if you would have been the only one, would you be like, all right, I'm going to just drop it? Yeah, I did drop it because there was no other black people there except the dude working. There was, uh, like, a busboy. He was working, and he was, like, a young dude. He was kind of, like, shrugged his shoulders, like, I don't know. I'm curious, was it like loud enough that everybody else that was at the, the show people in front of her it? heard it and the, uh, the people around her heard it, but nobody else really heard it. Did like anybody have any sort of reaction or were they were just the people like, in front of her, her? The people around her were like, Ugh. but you know, like, I'm sorry, you white, but you know, how white people get <laughs> yeah. some, some yeah. of them, some of them like, that's not right. And some of them like, I wonder how he's going to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> the room was full of, I wonder how he's going to handle this shit. <laughs> But after show, everybody was like, she was so rude. Don't of course. let her represent. She doesn't represent Arizona. And I wanted to be like, well, why didn't the fuck you say anything? You could have represented Arizona. You could have mm-hmm. said something or done something. But no, they don't want to put themselves in that position. Yeah. She's so, and they took her out. And she was still like, why? Why should I have to sit here and let this nigger talk about police? He's a nigger. She said it like, he's a nigger. Like, I didn't like know. She, like, she's shocked that people think she's wrong. Yeah. I, would, I wonder Wait, how she expected that to go. I'm not 100% no, sure. I wonder how she expected that to go. Like, did she expect you to be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, and I'm just curious. Do you feel like, obviously, the no joke warrants being called racial epithets screamed yeah. at you. But, like, <laughs> I mean, when you wrote it, did you think this could happen or no? No, because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't. A, it was. It was about how I don't get stopped by cops. That's the joke. The joke is about how I look. I'm even though I'm a big black dude, I have like this friendly disposition where people go either he's friendly or retarded. And I'm like, I don't get stopped. Like cops don't stop me, and I go, they stop black people like all the time. It's but I'm like, different. See? But look, See? I'm still like, I took them off, but you're still like, ah, I'm still not scared. Because you have that, like, nearsighted <laughs> face where, like, no, that's not so bad. That's like, my little scrunchy mean? eyes. You know what I mean? Like, your eyes aren't used to functioning on their own. Like, I would I would help you. Like, <laughs> like, oh, for those of y'all listening, I'm black. Oh, I promise. My God. Yes, I don't yes. Oh, that came out so racist. <laughs> no, I'd help you. <laughs> I'll help you. So, like, that was the bit, and the bit is very, like, funny, and it's fun, and she's just, like, fucking just in it, like. It wasn't mm. even anti-police. It wasn't. 
<laughs> it wasn't, but I just brought up the issue. I brought up the issue, and and she didn't like that. I brought. Up, I talked about um, like stop and frisk and all that stuff, and she just didn't like it. <laughs> but people only listen to buzz words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People only listen to the like if they hear something they don't like, then their mind just goes. Mm, he's wrong. He's wrong. People don't want to listen. They just want to be right. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's definitely a very pervasive thing. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Like, there's like, I feel like there's like so much of a need to like be publicly, I'm one of the good guys, like mm-hmm. in terms of attitude, that it's like, I, I think some people like misassociate like objecting to things or getting mad about things or trying to accuse someone of something as translating yes. into like being like politically aware. Or yeah. something like, and it just ends up then everyone's fi- fighting because <laughs> nobody like, wants no to better. be better. Everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to be wrong, and and there's nothing wrong with being wrong. You learn when you're wrong. That's the problem. and if and nobody wants to fucking learn. Everybody is just ignorant, and they're just like this is the way it should be. And anyway, but the, the, I started making fun of the fact that that was the first restaurant store she went to. <laughs> like I'm like, right now is to at the time. Was 2016. I'm like, it's 2016. You still think that affects me? Like, that's other shit. <laughs> Call me Carl Winslow or some shit. Like, fucking, yeah. No. I was like, saying oh, shit yeah. like that. I was like, get creative. <laughs> I was like, you didn't even say monkey first. Like, you just went to nigger. Like, you didn't build up. You know, I feel like races have kind of like, they, they've regressed because they're just, it's all inward. Like, yeah. you know I, mean? I haven't been called anything else in a long time. Um, like, no one's called anybody porch monkeys anymore. That's, exactly. It, bring that shit it's back. It's vintage. Like, bring it back. <laughs> Sorry. Bring it, bring it back. right? <laughs> Bring it back, or at least get creative with it. So, as far as like defending jokes have gone, have you ever got into like some online battles? I don't get into online battles because um, I just feel like those are not courageous people, and I don't have a, I don't have time to get in arguments with weak people because then you stoop to their level. They are, they, they're comfortable saying what they're saying because it's a faceless thing. Like there's no repercussions. Mm -hmm. They get a bunch of angry tweets, but then they just turn the phone off and put it away. But if you did that in somebody's face, then you got to deal with whatever happens in that moment. So I try not to argue. I actually feed into it. <clears throat> like, I'll feed into it, and I'll just start, like, saying funny shit within it. Like, uh, <laughs> after I did, I did Tonight Show, and I did, uh, I did it, I don't even remember doing a joke about a baby, but somebody tweeted at me, how can you go up there and joke about babies? You're joking about uh, a, a demographic that can't defend itself. Babies are not a demographic. <laughs> It's <laughs> not a demographic. How do you identify you, as a baby American? Yo, so my response was, fuck them babies. <laughs> I said, fuck them babies. And me and my friends, we, we go around kicking babies and it's a club and we got matching flight jackets with <laughs> And he was just like, not funny, not funny. And he kept trying to like get people to like get on board. Like, you see this guy? This is who they let on the NBC and blah blah blah. But nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like, I like. There's a lot of like similarity in like the way that people try to like attack gay people in that regard. Like, people yeah. just want to jump straight to the word faggot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, if you, I'm like, if you look at any reaction gif out there, it's three people and two of them are. It's like it's black women <laughs> from TV shows that people want to emulate. 
point uh, because they they're like real housewives. They're like I don't have that kind of energy, and then it's always drag queens and gay guys because it's like we have to be like ready to like defend ourselves and be funny about it. Like we're like we just can't be come back and be like go fucking fucking breeder or like whatever. Like we have to be like look if I saw you use an ATM correctly I would applaud you for remembering four (laughs) numbers in a row. Also if I ever need a locksmith I'll call you because your teeth look like keys and I think you can get in. Like you have to you gotta yeah I don't need I don't feed into it these people still gotta live their shitty lives <laughs> and that's the that's just the downside of like doing what we do yeah but at the end of the day we still or feel a little bit more better than them because not everybody but just the people who just seek that type of attention we're like oh I'm better than you because anytime you tell somebody that you're a comedian it's usually like one of like two responses either somebody saying like how could you say that about XYZ or it's them saying I could never get up there and do what you do yeah and And I go I know (laughs) you made a really good point about courage and like it takes the courage to at least be out there and do what you want to do and you also mentioned Carl Winslow or what was it and I'm just I'm very curious about that like that's such a specific they can call me any of the Winslows no I get called I got called Eddie Winslow oh yeah Eddie Winslow and now I'm older I would hope that it's Carl Winslow (laughs) no yeah but Carl was fat it's so but he's more mature at least (laughs) give me the grown up version no I would yeah you always get made fun of you go to a a predominantly black school they can't call you nigger so they're figuring out other ways to make they still make fun of your your race and all that stuff black people still shit on each other for being darker or lighter lighter, but there's jokes there yeah it's sad but it's still funny at the end of the day you're like that's fucked up did you hone your craft a little bit growing up in like that heavy roasting environment yes yeah 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 but that's why I didn't get mad at this coming nigga I was just like that wasn't funny (laughs) (laughs) you were disappointed yeah like ew Uh, that's so funny so you've been on Last Comic Standing you've done a lot of cool things like that and I always wonder when you get to like a certain point with this industry and there's like a lot of ups and downs how do you keep that from making you salty how do you keep that from man being- you always gonna be salty you just gotta read a lot of self-help books and shit <laughs> for real I just read uh, I think it's written by Mark Markson or something like that it's called The, Sub- the, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck huh. it's a dope ass book and it's just about uh not getting mad at the things you can't control and the things you can't control why it's okay to get angry mm-hmm. and you just let that anger fuel you to get it done because this industry a lot of things are out of our control but then a lot of things are in our control like doing a podcast tweeting mm-hmm. um, making videos or writing that's in your control but once it gets to you having meetings and it's the industry that shit is out of control we don't know the algorithm for that shit so I stopped thinking about that I used to get angry I used mm-hmm. to I was like probably depressed for like mm, I want to say a good year where I was just like fuck yeah yeah because you did see a lot of start stop and start you start something then it goes and then start yeah but if you saw it you lose and that's how I felt in this business the moment you get angry and bitter then you lost yeah yeah yeah, that's a, I, th- that's definitely something that we can relate to. That's how the this podcast started. <laughs> we got we got we, we got entered bitch, a contest. We, got a <laughs> we entered a contest together, and like the whole town does this contest. A couple yeah. of this person in Austin, and they like 
people who didn't advance got mm-hmm. chosen to do these shows and they like it was like oh yeah the best people who didn't make it be on the show and then neither of us got chosen as the best people you like, I can't it. even be a best out of a loser <laughs> And like literally we just had this long conversation about what we were mad about and we're like we have so much and we realize that most people especially funny people because you're channeling things and you're like okay whatever happens in my life I'm gonna take that and put that on the stage and make something of that like was there ever a time in your life where you were like should I be talking about this and then you push through anyway what do you like what do you mean like material wise yeah like maybe like a like I had like a a car accident I went through and I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm like all right, that's going on stage is there everything's where you're like mm, I don't know if this really belongs on stage but I'm gonna try it anyway I don't know I I just try anything okay. I was going there and I'm like cause it took me a while to even get to that comfort level like I used to just tell jokey jokes nothing related to me I would talk about pencils or wow the water is weird <laughs> and then but one yeah right I just had to laugh but I would like have weird that wasn't a joke but I will just have jokes about abstract shit or things that just don't pertain to me mm-hmm. and then uh, I ended up getting schooled by Keith Robinson who's a comic from Philly lives in New York yeah. fucking amazing dude and he see me on a show and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> just like that and then we had a heart to heart and he was like talk about your life and the moment I like worked through it I was like bombing for like two years talking about this shit but once you really figured it out and you got it it was like oh I'm not afraid to like talk about anything up there uh-huh. yeah cause and I already now that I already know that the audience will jump off board the fun is in trying to convince them why it's funny mm. you know yeah yeah like I told a weird story it's probably not gonna be funny sorry Go I told a weird it. story it's probably not gonna be funny but I told a story about growing up in group homes and how I used to get bullied and uh, yeah I wasn't always this big I'm not like people looking at me like you got bullied <laughs> but bigger kids do get bullied because we feel awkward we don't fit in so they look at your big stupid pushes you your center of gravity yeah really high and you fall real easy i yes. don't relate to any of this and then like if, kai and you are both so tall yeah. like, no when you get pushed you fall hard Man. Like, and then if you get angry and you become aggressive then it'll be like ah so you're in this weird mm-hmm. thing because the moment you get angry or get aggressive you get in more trouble because then the narrative goes to well you knew you were bigger than him oh. but you don't see what this little motherfucker was doing <laughs> So it was always weird. So I, I grew up in group homes and I used to get bullied. And there was this kid. I mean, the way, so, and the way you took showers in a group home is we took communal showers and everybody. Like in jail? Yes. Okay. You had to take communal showers. Like you, I was in, uh, I think this was when, this one was in Friendship House. So it's Scranton, PA. That's mm-hmm. where the office is based out of. Like the show, the office is based out of there. So uh, each wing, it was in cottages, so each wing had had a certain time they had to take their shower. So I was in like uh, wing one, and we took our showers first. And those showers is at seven, but you can go earlier, like at six. And I'm a kid, and I don't want to keep showering with the other boys and shit. Even though that's like just a thin curtain that you like put and you fucking do it. So I went in there thinking I'm the only one in there, and like I open the bathroom and I see two like kids in there in the 
same stall. You just see two feet. And I can see, like, like through the curtain, and I seen that it was one of my bullies, and he was like, they were having sex. He was having sex. Oh. So, I'm sorry if this is offensive, but at the time I was young. So my response was to turn the light on and off and go, ew, you're gay. And I ran. <laughs> That was how I handled the situation. As a little kid, I just was like, yeah, y'all gay. And just fucking flicked the light on and off and left. But he was my bully. That's, I, was about to, I was about to say, like, as a gay person, like, if I were, like, weirdly out in that way, I would have a lot yeah. of internal panic. But uh-huh. that is trumped by fuck bullies. Yeah, if you want to be a bully, you shouldn't be in a closet. You don't have yeah. all your shit on the table. For real? Like, like you going to bully me, you got to be You strong. can't be a good bully if you have secrets. Yes. <laughs> The lack of secrets, or or you can't have sensitivities. Like I was yeah. like, I wasn't a bully per se because I, I didn't have friends. Per se it's always means exactly yeah. you are a bully. But like a girl bully has to have like a clique of other girls that are mean. What happened is like, like you ever seen, you ever watched Thirty Rock? Yeah. You know when Liz Lemon thinks that she was bullied and she goes back and realizes she was just kind of an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was me in high school. Really? Like I would be the person where like someone would say something not that rude to me, like oh I like your shoes. I'm like. Uh, I like it when you leave me alone. Like, I was really... That's what you were saying? Yes! I, I was crazy you. defensive. And so if I'd say something mean, so I'd be like, well, you're fat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fat and I can lose weight, but you're going to be ugly forever. Like, I was That was so always defensive. a go-to comeback. Yeah, ugly, bitch. <laughs> so what else happened after you outed your bully? He didn't know it was me. Because um, I went flick, flick, and then ran out. And I didn't even take a shower that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I still lost... In that situation, he got was, the he had was fun, no hero in that and story. I fucking just walk around stinky. No, yeah. no, that is true. Bully totally won. Like, yeah, he still won. Got some. Uh-huh. Like, never knew who outed him. Like he was just chilling. That's hilarious. But also, like that could be like the deepest level of like weird psychological torture because it's mm-hmm. almost like someone's like, "I'm gonna get payback on you. You just don't know when and where mm-hmm. how bad it's gonna be." It's like somebody being like, "Oh, we someone in this building." Knows that I'm gay. I never tell. So somebody knows. I didn't tell anybody. Oh, sweet. I am now. (laughs) I just didn't say their name. Nah, it's. I I think that that's fine. Like you, you didn't actually out anybody. Like you walked in on people. That shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bully, so he got his uncomfortable little start and probably Uh carried that with him. Oh, that would probably fuck oh, shit up. Ah! Either, yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great, actually. <laughs> I hope they got stuck. <laughs> yeah, and then the other guy was, was like, yeah, just like that. And he was like, no, 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 no. no. It's, not the t- it's not the time. The, the situation has changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So what are some, like, where are some new things going on in your life that you're excited about? Not salty, some sweetness coming Some up. sweetness. Uh, well, I don't know. if I, I can't talk about a couple things. But well, I'll just that's a good say. Thing. That's it a is good a good sign. thing. If you that's can't talk good. about it, it's I'll worth talking about. I'll just say it's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things are starting to take a turn where I've just been, I've had meetings with people. And usually those meetings, like, you get to a point and then it goes quiet. But now it's starting to come back around. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we want to move forward. And this, that, and the third. So I'm working on a couple of uh-huh. projects of my own to kind of put out there. Um, 
That's exciting. Yeah, That's and I'm nice. excited. And I got a call today, and that was like one of the things that got me excited because I get to work with two of my friends. Nice. Yeah. Can you name names on these friends? Derek Gaines and Chloe Hilliard. Cool. So that's pretty fun. That's all I can tell you. And I'm like, yeah, and they're my best friends. And it, yeah, and I was like, dude, this is dope. And I got like chills that went down the back of my neck when I did it. Maybe somebody was like standing behind me, blowing on me, like, <laughs> but, yeah. I hope nobody was just blowing on your neck. I hope not like, either. Like, ooh, this is good news. This was like, <laughs> but also, wouldn't it be delightful to have somebody following you around giving you real-life movie effects or yeah. news? Like, Bo- if you have, like, a real good hair Both day, y'all are like, s- just walking behind you with, like, a fan or a sheet of paper. Like, you guys you, like, are just so flutter. tall, you don't know what it's like down here. Like, people oh, really? literally blow on my goddamn neck <laughs> all, the all the time. Oh, you get the nasal stuff. Yes, but they, like, they breathe yeah. out. I've been, the back of my neck has been sneezed on, snotted on. I've had people not realize I'm a person. Like, one time, this I was standing on, like, the other side of a staircase and this yeah. woman like put a stack of papers over my head like she like put it on the top of the papers and I was like under it like wow. when you're short people don't even know you're there I, <laughs> I agree I don't then looked over people like oh, oh my bad I know you're there. or when you give someone taller than you a hug and your yeah. head's like in their armpit I'm, I try to I'll, I'll like take a step back and then bend down like hey you, yeah. I've never felt uncomfortable with a hug by you and I'm, yeah. I keep like a long ranking list of straight men uh-huh. that have given me hugs I didn't like and you're not on that list I, I I, did, I take that step back because I realize if I hug you, you're like right here. And then that's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, take the step back and uh, meet you halfway and then we're done. That's good. Yeah. Well, some good projects are coming your way. Lots of cool things. Um, I actually just read, and I know we're like going to wrap up soon too, right? No? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think yeah, we're getting right about that time. We want you yeah, to no, have it's your time. 7-17. Okay, okay, okay. I wanted to ask you, has there ever been, because um, I've noticed with a lot of like comedians and actors in Hollywood, like one person comes out and then that's the voice they want you to have. Have you ever mm. been like compared to someone or like mm. had, had people higher up tell you to go a certain direction that didn't feel right for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you always get that. When you, uh, I was working with a lady, I was working with a production company uh, for my own show and Atlanta was just coming out and the lady just kept referencing, referencing Atlanta as it. Maybe if you see what they're doing, and maybe we should go that route. And I'm, my response was always like, "But they're doing that because they went a different route. So why would I copy that?" <laughs> In order for me to get a successful show, I need to go opposite of that. So you always get that when uh, when something is hot and it's a minority, they're going to want to keep doing that. They want the cheapest version of that possible too. I, they don't want to throw no money at it. They'll be like, "We can we get something like that, but like cheap, <laughs> man." I, th- I feel I feel like the ad like the attitude there is like people get too fixated on like focusing on wanting to like make something like that, whatever the that may be, rather than just making something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because I, I mean like it it makes sense be- I guess because like people want to try to make something similar to things that are like already and good. Yeah. yeah, but like then because of that, like you, I feel like it puts people like more in the mindset of like rather than like making their own thing they're just trying to make a copy like it's almost like art forgery like yeah it's just so unfair because it seems like it happens the most to people who are in marginalized group gay black mm. hispanic female like I, I saw something that was trending yesterday about on twitter about how several black female comedians have been told literally the notes on their auditions will say more like tiffany haddish oh yeah but it took tiffany's been doing comedy 15 16 years maybe even longer she's been doing comedy 
since she was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll take 13 years to be more like Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, exactly. So why, if you want Tiffany Haddish, get Tiffany Haddish. And that's what they pay the money for it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the me I had the the meeting I had today was uh, just like a general, but. I was talking to a lady and I felt good about it because uh, she got what I was saying. I was like, there are black shows out here, but now I don't think it's time to show diversity within that because mm-hmm. we all don't think the same. Mm-hmm. I go, uh, my experience isn't the same as every black experience. I was like, I grew up in foster care. That transcends race because there are different race groups in foster care who've had that experience and not based on their race. So I was like, I think now is the time to start going outside of that because those audiences are going to want to see that. Mm-hmm. Not every black person is going to watch this this show and feel the same exact way. I was like, Atlanta's dope because it shows black we- black creativity. I say weirdness though. Yeah, it shows black creativity in a way that they don't have to really. They sell drugs and they rap, but it's so fucking artsy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so artsy. Even when a motherfucker go when uh the dude shot paper uh, the shot pa- paper boys. Yeah. Yeah. The paper boy shot the dude, right? Mm-hmm. It was still, it was still a different angle, and you didn't feel like it was some boys in the hood shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I always bring that up whenever I talk to people. I'm going, well, if you want the black experience, I don't know how much I can help you, but if you want this specific look into th- what this culture is like, I can help you with that. You know, I'm like I was, but uh, Keith always said you were blessed with misfortune. That's the only like he says that he goes, if you're a comic. You had a shitty life That's a blessing mm-hmm. Right So I'm like The fact that I went through Foster care for as long as I did And bounced around And got to live in group homes And different foster homes I'm like That's something that They don't see Those foster kids Or foster parents Who never see that On TV In a comedic way Yeah and If it's on TV It's some weird ass Touched by an angel shit Yeah <laughs> like I feel sad yeah. You know, I just pictured foster children in cages, exactly like the the uh, the animal. Cr- it's always Jesus. like that. Yeah, <laughs> the ASPCA commercial. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with kids. Jesus Christ! It's always something I'm like, even though all those things happen, but they always focus on the darker side of things, mm-hmm. and that's why Atlanta was dope because they showed you the dark side of. We already know what hip hop is, but then it was like, let's show another side. Yeah, it'll be funny and yeah. really fucking magical. Because yeah, if you only take the bad parts of certain experiences yeah. and those are the only things that you cover in mass media outlets that's w- like okay whatever like mm-hmm. you're putting a story out there doing whatever like your goal is but at the same time for everyone who hasn't had that experience you're painting everyone in that system like as somebody who is going to be like broken damaged has some shit to work through probably yeah. has like this fucked up past or whatever the circumstance may be yeah. and it makes other people feel think less of you because they only know one version of what that experience can be. Exactly. Exactly. I don't have nothing else to say. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, again, like obviously, it's not the same. But you can draw like con, like con comparisons with like the gay community. Like any time that like I'm on like an LGBT comedy show yeah. and it's like five gay men and two lesbians, I'm like, this isn't really an LGBT shit. Like this is like this is just a gay show. Like at best, yeah. like I was like, because like where's the drag queen? Yeah, it's like you, yeah. like <laughs> if, if you're gonna make it variety, make it variety. Actually, get people. Yeah. 
from like different perspectives if you only have a whole bunch of gay men on your show call it a gay comedy show like you know because like yeah. you can't just like it's good to have like umbrella terms I guess but like you can't let one term dictate everything yeah. Yeah. what you think of everybody because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it less complicated for mm-hmm. the buyer but the buyer mm-hmm. doesn't really think about it if they're like well we're going to an LGBTQT how many letters is it I'm sorry I, I don't even know <laughs> LGBTQIA that's there, there are more the A is asexual there are more oh okay there's more there's more oh. yeah what? I, I'm a kid I did with LGBTQ mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop there Definitely LGBTQ not. and then Dot dot dot. Yeah. Right? Um <laughs> most people get to be continued. Yeah, LGB to be continued. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, when they when they go, yeah, you're right. It should have more variety. It should be it should be everybody who's representing this thing and they have a different point of view. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that because they're like, all right, if it's a, as long as we have a couple gay people on the counts. Yeah. That's what they think. Same thing with like black programming. You know, like I remember seeing Atlanta coming out and then people were like, I would see posts that are like, Insecure versus Atlanta, which one's better? I'm like, completely different experiences. Okay, yeah. They're different stories. They're about different things. But when you have this idea that like, okay, check one. We got one gay, one black, one female. And then, yeah. And then, it, too, it can reduce things more because what tends to happen is, like, oh, you want to show about women? Make it about white women, girls. You want to show about gays? Make it about white male gays. This, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, that one on HBO. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's looking. Like, and looking, exactly. Yeah. And I guess what it is is they're constantly thinking of the buyer or the mm-hmm. audience. But when they think of that, they think of what the most general version of that is. And I think Hollywood still sees that as white, straight, yeah, Christian men. And so they're like, well, what have you heard of already? And they just, yeah. it's the top slice of this year. They're going to figure it out. What has to happen is the old people got to leave. Mm. The people who the people who make the decisions, like we we talk to some. No matter how high we think we're going, we still talk to the 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 lower person. Even if their development of uh, content or whatever, they still got a they still got a boss who's old as fuck who doesn't watch TV. He's just looking at numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So once those people go, and then there's people who've been watching TV and knowing, and they have their finger on the pulse, then they're like, all right, this is where we should go. And nobody wants to be ahead of the curve anymore. Yeah. Nobody. You see that shit. Because yeah. risk is scary, and we've got Excel mm-hmm. sheets. And yeah, I mean, the, the way that you phrased it, I think, is really good. Like, that they're trying to make a thing less complicated for buyers yeah. is a, a really good summary of how reductionist it is, I think. Yeah. Because, like, it really just comes down to, like, oh, we're trying to tell a story, but it's super basic and doesn't have very much depth to it. And it's, like, cool. If that's what you want to do, if you want to make, like, a vapid thing that's just for the sake of doing just whatever, yeah. fine. Mark it that way but if you're going to try to tell the story of somebody's life or somebody in a particular situation or that has like this complex backstory tell the fucking story don't make it less complex because it's a complex story that you're trying to tell like do justice to uh, anyway you ever watch everything do justice to what you're trying to do I did see everything that show was fucking good I did one thing by the keep going sorry wait no the only thing no I liked it you know I liked it the thing that made me like it more is 
you see the black kid and his family and his mom is middle class and she's not middle class because she had all freaking because she had to like sleep with anybody to get there she's not on crack she's yeah. a fucking flight attendant and she works hard and her son has a regular life and no one brings up his race and I went that's dope you didn't like that? No, I didn't like it. Why? Here's why I didn't like it. I felt that... I, 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 I just feel like it's completely unrealistic for race to never, ever be mm-hmm. a factor. Did you notice that his father was white? That annoyed and me. And he was okay. chocolate as shit. Like, I was just like, that's just not how the recipe goes. Like well, maybe his father... <laughs> like, but the thing was, I always looked at it like... But it had like a little... Uh, chocolate as shit sounded bad. I know, that's funny. <laughs> She'd be a tone on the whatever you watch the tapes are always a little grainy and shit. They were like really clear and I'm like, maybe he's like ambiguous. No, his dad was white. He was he's white as fuck. Was <laughs> but it confused me. And his mom was like, brown skin and he was brown skin. So I'm like, and I feel like but I they didn't have the hair. He would still have like hair something. like something. So. I feel like what they were what I I, I imagine. Oh, when he meant to meet his dad, his dad was white as fuck. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I wonder if they didn't want the narrative of the absentee father and then it's a black absentee father. But here's the thing yeah. How often do we hear About black absentee fathers And then don't hear Why they're absent yeah. His father was like Mentally ill kind of And like yeah. integrated So like even that We just hear one version Of something And it's like Literally we just go, I don't know Cause niggas are deadbeats And that's the yeah. end of it And like And then like people Who have the power To uh, to change what's on the screen They love that idea yeah. They're like The problem with black people Is there's no black father Cause they want it to be An internal problem So yeah. like, that was a missed opportunity Having his that father was- this opportunity I didn't think about that I, I did like the aspect of him being like the coolest of all his friends yeah I like that um and then the principal really liking his mom but not because it was jungle fever yeah that was yeah and I was like okay we're not fetishized and I like that but now the nigga got a white dad and now you made me not like it yeah it just <laughs> it just wasn't like if you, if you watched it yet Kai not yet he was just like, there's I don't it's know and some mixed people do happen to have dark skin, but like, like. But he wasn't mixed with anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like chocolate milk is made with Hershey syrup and milk. Like, there's an ingredient. There's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's a formula, and he looked, was mixed with like yeah, chocolate milk and then chocolate syrup. He was all syrup, yeah. and you were trying. And I'm like, I don't believe. Yeah. You. Show me the milk. I'm yeah. Just like, I don't believe yeah. That. Like. Mm-mm. This is just a big. It didn't add up. You know what I mean? But maybe that wasn't his real dad. Maybe she got pregnant beforehand. Well, no, they already covered that. If that's the case, then why is he upset this dude left? He was yeah. his dad. Like, what you about? like, I ain't your father. I'm white. What other TV shows? What other? What are some other favorites that you've watched recently? I watched uh, The End of the Fucking World. I thought that was dope. Into the world. That's the one where the it's nope. a, it comes all. It's supposed to be a love story, which it is. But then what ends up happening is a girl who's like a social outcast, and uh, she can't really. She doesn't really have any friends, so she decides she's gonna make this weird kid her boyfriend. But the weird kid is like he he doesn't want to be a girlfriend. He just really wants to murder somebody. <gasps> I've seen it. Have so, watch everything on yeah, Netflix. So <laughs> it's fucking. It was good. Yeah. Twenty two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, this is good. And I know this is a complex story to tell, and they fucking executed it well. Do you ever hate watch things? Like, you watch it, and you're like, this is shit, but I'm going to keep looking? Yeah. yeah. So I'm much stuff. What's the last thing you hate watched? Well, how about you? What's the last thing you hate watched? Uh, it, it's been a minute, uh, but the I, like... 
I can't think of what the most recent one was, but the one that I like the most intensely hate watched was uh, Mo uh, Mob Wives. Anything that isn't wives is trash. It was about all these women who like had setups, but their husbands were like somehow involved in organized crime. Most of them were in prison, and then they were just like hanging out and had to figure that out or whatever. <laughs> but I just oh, none of them got a job. None of them no application. They had brands, I think. I don't know. But one of the stylist always. But like, I just I just remember I would hate watch it because I always wanted to see if Drita D'Angelo got into a fight because she was like that scary kind of fighter where she'd get real quiet and she and then like she would like just attack somebody and then mm -hmm. she'd come back and she'd be like I blacked out what happened and you'd be like that's scary fighting and I died as, as much as I tried to not be there for it I was not really I don't have patience like that uh. I'm, yeah I'm trying to think now good your time's valuable me I fuck around I, the last thing I hate watched it's called Rich Groom Poor Groom oh god it's bad it's on Amazon Prime and it's a reality show where these couples that are getting married they take extra money to allow the groom to plan the wedding by himself and the yeah. bride doesn't know anything like he picks out the dress and shit oh I've oh, seen oh, no, no no that ain't the same one is that like is a that the one where that, show there's, no there's two is there's that the one where that Beauty and the Beast wedding happened that's what got, it led me down this dark spiral by the way I'm engaged right now so I was like Congratulations. <laughs> and it's somehow I've just like I've been hate watching all these videos to be like this shit ain't gonna happen to me my yeah. man knows me he would never have me dressed like Beauty and the Beast like I watched this <laughs> just to feel better about my fucked up he life he would no he if you let him if you let him <laughs> plan it you never say anything our minds start working and we're like she probably likes that yeah, I could probably you're... dress up like Gaston <laughs> she would love it <laughs> And then you walk down the aisle and he goes, get it? It's from Finite Jest. And then you have to leave. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the kind of boyfriend I have. Just a big-ass <laughs> nerd. Like, I related to Everything Sucks. I was like, oh, look at this chubby white man. <laughs> oh, that was weird, yeah. What is that? No, like a mm. CO2 tank or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a microphone above our heads. It's like, psst. Monroe. <laughs> Actually, it is about that yeah, time. Yeah. It's time to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being Thank a part you. of this. Thank we, you for uh, having me. We usually end with a piece of advice since we go through so much Piece of advice. Uh, business advice. Uh, life advice. Love advice. We, I always, I used to have it on my, I wanted to get a tattoo. Me and my friends were always going to get tattoos and just be like, instead of, it's like, be better, not bitter. Because oh. if you, yeah, it's both is a choice. You choose to be bitter, and when you're bitter, it's draining. I've been bitter before. It's fucking draining, and it's an excuse not to work hard. But if you, but if you just choose that you're better than the situation, and you're gonna work your way out of it, you know what I mean? You'll be, you'll be successful, and it's a healthier life instead of just harboring all that fucking negative energy and then uh, using people as an excuse on why you didn't succeed. Well, so be better, not bitter. Thank you so That's much. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to Extra Salty, as always. Extra Salty Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.
International. International.